We're podcasting from the Edwin Cardinal O'Brien Pastoral Center in Washington, D.C., home base for the Archdiocese for the Military Services USA. I'm Public Affairs Officer Taylor Henry. And with me today is Peter St. George, a seminarian at Mount St. Mary's Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Peter, thank you so much for talking to me today. It's good to be here, Taylor. And your plan is to become a Navy chaplain. That's correct, yes. Tell me what went into that decision. So I, uh, I entered seminary for the, the Diocese of Arlington uh, right after college. And in college, I had done Navy ROTC. And so I uh, had already incurred a, a commitment to the Navy. Um, but in the midst of, of uh, preparing to be a Naval officer, I, I uh, grew a lot in my faith uh, during college and began to discern uh, a call to the priesthood. And in realizing that, yes, I, I do think the Lord is calling me to the priesthood, um, but I also have this, this practical obligation with the Navy. Um, the, the Holy Spirit led me down a path to realize that um, you, know, you, can, you can fulfill both of these, this obligation and this calling uh, through, through service in the, the, the chaplain corps. So. Do, do you have prior Navy service? No, I, I, I did uh, Navy ROTC straight out of, um, I, I went from high school into, into Notre Dame and, and did Navy ROTC there, and then straight from there went to seminary. So no prior service, just ROTC. And this is the Notre Dame University? Yes. <laughs> uh, very good. And did you go all the way through and graduate? Or? I did, yes. yes. What in? I studied biology. I see. And uh, would there be any other calling in your future? Maybe a doctor as well as a priest as well as a... I originally wanted to do medicine. Um, yeah, I wanted to be a doctor and I was I was on a pre-med track. Um, and then uh, through a lot of prayer realized maybe not doctor of the body, doctor of the soul. Uh, so that's, well, the, that's the plan now. We certainly need uh, doctors of the soul uh, throughout our society and in the military. Uh, so where are you now in your formation? So I, I just finished my first year of pre-theology at the Mount, um, starting my second year of pre-theology. So the way, the way seminary works, it's split up into two parts. The first is um, either college seminary or pre-theology, um, and that's when you study philosophy mostly, also some ancient languages. And then in the second part of seminary, uh, which is four years long, you do theology studies. So. I'll finish my philosophy studies this year, and then next year I'll begin theology. So you have about, what, two and a half, three years left to go? I have, uh, including this year, I have five years left. I see. And then you will be uh, ordained a transitional deacon? So uh, actually, for, at the end of um, my my third or my second to last year, I'll be ordained a deacon. So that's only four years away, actually. And then you spend one more year in study, and then you're ordained a priest. Yes, exactly. And so tell me what went through your mind when you were sensing a call to the priesthood. I, so I had, I had um, considered the priesthood uh, early in life. Um, you know, those kind of those stories you hear about kids who celebrated, you know, fake mass and they're at their kitchen table. Um, that was me using a Nilla wafer. <laughs> So, <laughs> you know, I, I did the same thing. Really? <laughs> I never became a priest. Maybe I missed my vocation, but uh, I used to have a card table in the living room, and yeah, I would use vanilla wafers yep. <laughs> for the, uh, for the uh, host. And I dressed my little sister up as a nun, and you know, <laughs> it was great. So, so yeah, I, I mean, I was, I've always been open to the priesthood. Um, uh, 
I think that's that's been a huge blessing for me is is never never um, having kind of a um, being cut off from from the idea of it. Uh, I was always open to it, but for a while just didn't feel that that was where the Lord was calling me. Um, through high school, I uh, began to become interested in biology, and and that's kind of where the idea of medicine um, came in. And then uh, halfway through college, um, just had a, an incredible growth in faith uh, during the summer between sophomore year and, and junior year, and, and really um, decided to not just let Christ be one part of my life, but be the whole thing, uh, to, to totally live entirely for Christ. And, uh, and that quickly brought the idea of priesthood back in, into, into my heart and mind. And um, so my initial reaction to it, I, I was actually dating a girl at the time. My initial reaction was, well, this is going to mess up some plans that I've got. Um, but uh, the Lord gave me the grace of, of you know, interior freedom to, to be open to whatever he wanted and, and to, to not be afraid of the obstacles and the, maybe the confusion or the, the um, difficulty of pursuing that. And um, so, yeah, the, my, initial, my initial thoughts were um, I, wasn't, I wasn't surprised because I had already you know, I'd thought about that my whole life kind of, um, and, and uh, a gratitude for freedom to be open to it. And I suppose that you've met some uh, spiritual mentors along the way. Absolutely. And how important is it to have a spiritual mentor? Oh, it's, that is uh, incredibly important. Um, if you look at any of the saints, um, most of them have, have someone who, who is really instrumental in, in calling them onto virtue. Um, and, and that's definitely been the case um, for me. Uh, you know, spiritual directors, my, my older siblings, my parents, um, really teaching me prayer, teaching me uh, how to, to intellectually engage the faith, um, and then just setting practical examples of virtue. Really, really important. Um, and as you know, the, the Navy, along with the Air Force and the Army, are experiencing a chronic shortage of Catholic chaplains. Yes. So your service is desperately needed. Uh, and the thinking is that uh, uh, if only there were more chaplains in the service, uh, the church would be able to draw more priestly candidates from the military because already in the American Catholic Church, the military is the largest single source of new vocations. Uh, upwards of 10% have military backgrounds themselves, and upwards of 20% come from families with military mm -hmm. backgrounds. Part of your role in the Navy might well be to be a spiritual mentor, to uh, bring forth new workers for the vineyard. Have you thought about that and how you might tackle that? Yes, sure. Uh, I, I haven't framed it quite in that in that uh, idea, but definitely one of the things that most draws me to the priesthood is um, is the opportunity to to be uh, to have a big impact on the way people engage with their spiritual life. Um, so most, I mean. The idea of even having a spiritual life is kind of uh, non-existent in our culture. We have such cultural, a, maybe. Yeah, we have such a, a noisy world. We we are so afraid of of silence and quiet and solitude. Um, you know, we're constantly sticking little devices in our ears so that we we can't even hear ourselves think. Um, so the opportunity to to um, teach prayer uh, is is uh, I I see that as a, as a huge 
huge way to impact um, especially young people um, because they they're looking for something uh, to fulfill them and they're they're not finding it in the culture and it's hard to it's hard to recognize that it's Christ unless you can quiet quiet yourself down and and allow him to speak in your heart and so so to be able to to mentor people in prayer especially um, as a chaplain uh, that would just be an incredible blessing and uh, how do you deal with some of the obstacles you face in your own personal journey I mean uh, I know that you know on the one side you must be uh, filled with joy to pursue this vocation but on the other side I'm sure you're lonely sometimes uh, maybe sometimes you think about what if I had a family a wife how do you deal with those thoughts that's that's a really good question um, this summer I, I had a my my first pastoral assignment I was assigned at a parish in my diocese and um, I was really confronted with the reality of celibacy this summer um, because at, at the seminary there's you know there's so much fraternity or there's you know there's like 40 guys who live on my hall so there's always someone to talk to always someone to hang out with and in the in the parish this summer I realized you you have to decide between solitude and loneliness you have to decide between myself and Jesus Christ you know in the in the parish suddenly I it was you know I have this this time where I'm alone am I gonna am I gonna bemoan the fact that I'm not gonna that you know that I don't have a, a, a girlfriend or I don't have a family um, don't have a wife kids or am I going to embrace you know this calling to be deeply intimate with Christ to to um, you know be totally devoted to him and so that I can then pour myself out to his flock um, and and so so yeah that's that's definitely a, a challenge to to live that way because because it's um, it's a supernatural calling celibacy uh, for the kingdom is it's supernatural it's not it's not normal it's not the natural calling um, but but the Lord supplies uh, abundant grace to do that and I suspect that in your time in the Navy, you're going to encounter uh, sailors who are not priests, but uh, aspiring Catholics or practicing Catholics. Long deployments, those ships go out six months at a time. They're going to experience the same kind of loneliness that you're talking about, even though there may be a ship full of mates there. Uh, there will be that that emptiness that everyone experiences. Uh, and... Uh, I suspect your experiences now will help you deal with those folks and counsel them and share your own experiences, right? Yes, yes, absolutely. I mean, uh, the reason, one of the reasons priests are celibate is to witness to the fact that intimacy with Christ is possible. And so, so to, to begin to live that now, to grow in, in that, that um, charism, that, that way of life, uh, will, will definitely serve in, in the future in, in witnessing to these young men and women that, you know, just because you're not with your family, just because you, you have distance from them, you can still be intimate with, with the Lord Jesus. And, and through him, you're, you're intimate with your, your family who is at home, who's hopefully intimate with him at the same time. And so let's back up. You grew up where? Arlington, Virginia? So I was born in Beaufort, South Carolina. My dad was a Marine Corps pilot. Um, I moved down to Jacksonville and then back to Beaufort. And in fourth grade, I moved up to, to Ashburn, Virginia, which is in uh, the Diocese of Arlington. And I've lived there ever since. And how many in your family? You have brothers, sisters? I'm number four of seven. So four boys, three girls. Catholic family? Yes. <laughs> and what do your siblings and your folks think about your decision? They're, they're really excited for me. Um, they, I think my mom 
was more excited when I, when I, you know, got the phone call from the vocation director than I was not. I mean, I'm, I'm extremely excited, but just, she is, she's, uh, so grateful to the Lord for, for this blessing. So, and, uh, now your home pair, your home diocese is, is what? It's Arlington. Yes. Okay. And, uh, I suppose Ashburn is part of the Arlington. Yes. Diocese? Yeah. That's a, it's a small city within Arlington. I see. And, uh, so, uh, what year will you, uh, be ordained a, a deacon? Uh, God willing, 2021. So 2022, you should be ordained a priest. Yes. And then you'll spend three years in Arlington doing pastoral work. Yes. So uh, all goes as expected. In 2025, you'll be available for deployment. Yes. And not a moment too soon. (laughs) Absolutely not. (laughs) As you well know, because there's a huge shortage Mm -hmm. of priests. And uh, the church needs people like yourself to come forward, young men like yourself to uh, to commit not only to the priesthood but to military chaplaincy because uh, we're down now to about 200 or even slightly less than that, as you well know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that has to give you a sense of uh, satisfaction that, that you're pursuing a, a a calling that is in such great need of newcomers. Yes, yeah, absolutely. It's. I mean, it's, it's definitely, um, it raises the stakes um, to consider the fact that you know, there's not a whole lot of a whole lot of men heading down this route, and so um, I need to I need to uh, allow the Lord to form me as as much as I can, you know, as, as be be as receptive to formation as I can, so that when I when I hit the fleet, I'm ready to go and and bring the sacraments and and counsel and you know teach prayer, all these things. So, for anyone listening right now who's considering priesthood but has not pursued that route uh what do you tell them i would say um my 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 first advice would be build your prayer life um if you want to know what the lord wants for you 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 need to you need to have a a consistent deep relationship with him in in a in a consistent prayer life um so that's that's your starting point and then um from there ask him for for the you know the the abandonment to to do whatever it is that he's asking of you, and and the trust to know that that is is what is going to fulfill you um, most deeply, um, and and don't be afraid to take a risk. Um, there's there's going to be something that you have to give up no matter what because the life of a priest is a life of sacrifice, but uh, the reward that you will receive, uh, the intimacy with Christ that you know, that he desires to give you is, is so far beyond anything that this world has to offer. And how about yourself for the folks listening? What do you need from us in the church? Definitely need prayers. Um, seminary is, it's a, you know, it's a trying time of sorts. There's a lot of study, a lot of pastoral education, a lot of, um, you know, we need, we need prayers to, so that we can pray more deeply. Uh, we need, we need, you know your intercession, so that we have the the grace to to commit to a deep prayer life, um, so that we can become priests, become intercessors for you, um, and and uh, we we also need the the witness of of faithful um, faithful Catholics living the faith in the world, but not of the world. Uh, we 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 need the witness of of good Catholic families. Um, it's it's so inspiring to me. Uh, to to see 
a, a you know a strong Catholic family who are who are living the faith in spite of the many things in the culture that are that are so against that. Um, it makes me uh, it makes me want to be a priest that much more. Peter St. George, a seminarian at Mount St. Mary Seminary in Emmitsburg, Maryland. Thank you so much for talking to me today. You are an answer to our prayer, by the way. Uh, the fact that you've come forward to uh, accept this challenge at a time when we so badly need more military chaplains. Thank you for your sacrifice, and thank you for talking to me today. Thanks, Taylor. It's been a pleasure. God bless.